but about two years ago, I was raped. There's a lot of anger. We're not being manly enough. There are two ideas about safe spaces. My understanding of the world changed. And I felt numb. Are you a man or a mouse? I was alone. I couldn't bring myself to say it. I was lost. All I wanted was to be able to share my experience, what was happening to me with someone. Hey guys, and welcome once again to Safe Places and Spaces for Men. This is your male survivor resiliency and leadership development coach, Thomas Edward, coming to you from a little bit different place today. So last week we were coming to you from Sacramento. This week I'm looking out over the waters of BC, Canada, Vancouver. All right, so our little adventures have taken us to uh, Vancouver. And uh, we have a special treat for you today because you're going to get to hear the voice um, of someone other, another survivor, as we're talking about uh, here in BC. And you guys know the reason that I do this is just to, to share. Uh, there are so many of us out there. Um, it's interesting how sometimes hearing the voice of other people helps us to find our voice, right? And that's what's so interesting about this. Uh, a lot of times people will say, hey, you know, I heard whatever when Dale was on and his story was like my story and it just it gave me voice to finally share some of the things I felt that I needed to to share. And that's one of the things to help you to realize that you are you are not alone. Right. And so that's one of the reasons for the podcast. But then also let you know that there is a safe place. There is a place where we can have these different type of discussions where you're you're not judged. Right. But where you're supported, where where you belong. And, you know, and I think um if we keep doing this, you know, maybe within a generation or two, there'll be less stigma around male survivors and maybe people actually be able to get help a little bit sooner. All right. So like I said, I'm coming to you for a course from Vancouver, from BC, and my special guest today, I'm going to call him Mr. M, uh, unless he wants to give his name. It's up to him. We'll call him Mr. Mr. M, kind of like, you know, superheroes get their alter ego um, names. And Mr. M, uh, he's been doing the um, New Imprint Leadership uh, Coaching Program for about uh, 10 months, uh, which is a, it's a 12-month program. And uh, we're just going to talk, and he's going to share with you kind of, you know, um, his experience, you know, so far. And uh, it's been a great experience for me. It always is. But I want him to put his voice to what his experiences are. Mr. M, Welcome. Hey, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. And thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for traveling to me. Yeah. No, but see, that's why that's what I like about this. We call it the stage four is that, you know, I get to travel to where you are. Sometimes you come to where I am. And yeah. it's just uh, it, to me, it opens up a, a world for us. And it's neat because I get to see your surroundings, you know, and experience you a little bit in your surroundings and right. to experience in my surroundings or as we were talking about, maybe we could do one in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. 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 So I appreciate, you know, calling me Mr. M, but yeah. I, I'm all right with you calling me Mike. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just want to make sure. <laughs> There's a few of us out there. Yeah. So uh, it'll be hard to track me down through my first name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so when you think about it, and so this is going to kind of be a blast from the past for us. We'll just think about, so... 10 months ago when we first started this and we were there in Sacramento. Yeah. Of course, we had the charts up and we were doing body linings just like little kids right. do and those appendages. Yeah. 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 Yeah, kind of a full circle. And I was actually uh, 
as you were doing it, your intro there, I was having a little moment of reflection yeah. and thinking, oh, it's kind of full circle moment for me as we're sitting here and I'm looking at your face and yeah. we're having this conversation and you have your little portable studio all <laughs> set up. Um, but how I met you was actually through this podcast, right? Yeah. So wow. yeah, I'm having this little moment of reflection basically because, you know, that's how we connected. Wow. I, uh, I basically just went on a, you know, podcast and I, and I searched right. male survivors. Right? Yeah. And your, yours was the only one that came <laughs> yeah. up. <laughs> so I was stuck with you yes. from that point on. <laughs> we really need to, ch- we need to change that guys. I mean, that's what everyone keeps saying that that was the only one I saw out there. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. that's, that's cool. But, and that's why I said to me, it's important because you just never know who's listening and then whose life you're going to influence. Right. By being, by being that voice. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, when you think about, okay, when we first started, you know, that first session was a little intense when we first started, because we were talking about strengths and those different type of things. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the one unique thing about this coaching is, or, or at least the, the, the new imprint that, that Mike did was, it's not just about the abuse, right? So we talk about that, but then we're talking about, well, how has it affected our life and family, business, whatever, all those different type of areas. So we're kind of taking this uh, overall look, but then the areas where we have to dive in deep, we dive deep also. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and looking back, I think a lot of the time you and I have spent together is not only looking at, you know, the abuse, (laughs) which would happen to be just one event in my life. Right. right? So that was you know, one moment in time, right? And we've, we've, we've dived deep into the effects of that one moment in time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's been very important. But also, um, not only that wound, but I would say the secondary wound, yeah. right? Which has been the response of, you know, the uh, support network or mm-hmm. the culture, the family, right? right? And probably even more work there, more time spent on that than the, you know that one moment in time but also you know when everything kind of came to the surface so many years later right you know how that affected me yeah right and then how it that uh response and and and, and um yeah communication and everything that came along with it during that time affected me right yeah and and hindered my healing process really yeah yeah and that's interesting for those of you that are, are listening. And this is a lot of times the, the thing that you don't hear. So we'll hear, you know, okay, so the post-traumatic stress disorder, I'm, I'm dealing with the flashback, night terrors, those different type of things. Okay. But oftentimes what we find is the, I'm going to say the most, not most difficult, but the complex post-traumatic stress disorder, like you were talking about, yeah. the secondary stuff is the stuff that's often very crucial that people don't tap into because they're like, okay, I'm not having panic attacks or whatever anymore or whatever, so I'm good, whatever, I get discharged from my therapist, I'm great, right? Right. But then it's like, oh, I'm starting to realize that all those coping mechanisms that (laughs) that I use, those dysfunctional habits are now part of my my life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, as a a male survivor, the, the one of the ways I look at it anyways is I had, I had come to this place before I met you that mm-hmm. I had been 
as I would describe it, like an accident, like a car accident, right? And yeah. something had affected me, right? And, and changed who I was. Um, but I hadn't come to the place where, like, just like when you would be in an accident, you'd take your car to a body shop and mm-hmm. be received and, and be supported and, and be repaired. Right. Basically what had taken place in my life, you know, I'd come to this place where, like, this happened to me, but then I go to a repair shop and they're like, <laughs> we don't even want to hear about the accident. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the door is shut here. You're not allowed to come in and, and just keep that to yourself mm. kind of thing, right? Yeah. And um, I, I've, you know, for a long time kind of buried the fact that that had happened to me, mm. right? And then I, I needed to kind of work through everything that was associated to that and how it was hindering me from actually speaking, right? right? Having a voice. Yeah being able to say what happened to me and working through the things I needed to work through. Yeah. 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 I think one of the parts of our journey that I appreciate the most is, um, sometimes we get down in the weeds, but we, we talk about a lot of stuff that I think that, uh, I'm just going to be honest as I think that maybe, well, okay. So having had the training and stuff, you know, for therapists and being therapy, but then deciding to go the coaching route, you know, we don't oftentimes have time to introduce like subject of, you know, coding, family coding, those different type of things, rules and, right. you know, roles and stuff within the family, if that's where it took place or whatever. And then how the abuse affects all that and status quo. And, and to me, that's that's really important because that's the stuff that you're dealing with as the aftermath. Yeah. Right. And so that, those are pieces of the picture. How much are you supported? Yeah. Yeah, and as you know, we've worked through this, you know, as the youngest in the family, mm-hmm. you know, the coding and the, and the rules I was keeping was I was playing the role of the, of the secret keeper, right? Yeah. I was the protector of the secrets, I, and I was responsible for holding all those things inside, right? right? And not talking about them and not sharing with them, not only with family members, but support, right? right? They, they actually, like, counselors or therapists or peers that are actually suffering from the same thing as me like it was not okay in my mind because of these rules and this coding to actually reach out and to speak to someone yeah that's that's a rule that i kept right for my life right right yeah yeah and then what I found interesting for you guys, although we just went and saw the movie uh, Parasite last night, right? We're like, oh my gosh, look at you know, look at all these little analogies and different stories are, you know, uh, same thing that we're dealing with because society does, but we can kind of encapsulate it into our bubble and look through it through our filters of as being survivors, yeah. right? And just seeing a lot of the messages that are the same that are there. Yeah. 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 Cool. So... The first time you were there, Sacramento. Mm-hmm. All right. So then how has it been, let's just say, because um, we've done coaching, of course, online too. That's that's part of it. So, you know, times when we schedule and we talk and whatever it is we need to cover, we need to cover. How has that been for you? Um going through the material like going going through doing the work doing right. the yeah um that's been good um i think outside of 
just simply uh, the trauma and the effects of the trauma my own personality too i i kind of need some structure and some coaching yeah right we've kind of worked through i kind of can get caught on the big picture and 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 lose sight of uh the steps necessary to get there Mm -hmm. so um entering into like a coaching time with you um, where there's a little bit more structure a little bit more guidance has kept me focused on the um you know the steps to get there yeah right and the big word that uh, uh, stands out in my mind today as i was reflecting through our time is gain Mm. i think i've just gained so much through our time right and um having you you beside me you know obviously it's been a lot of work for me right but you've guided me and you've given me the right things at the right time where i'm making these gains in my life right yeah and i'm experiencing and starting to reap the, the benefits of those gains right yeah 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 and thanks for using that word um alongside Right, because as a coach, to me, it's 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 important. Um, you know, when I coach, that's the style I try to coach. Because Michael tell you sometimes, yeah, I can have a whole agenda. Oh, we're going to cover this. We're going to cover that and cover that. Right, but I'm also organic in the moment. Right, and it's that intuitive part that says, you know what, it feels like we're full right okay. now. So it doesn't matter whatever I had on the. I think we're good now. I do a check in with Mike and say, hey, how are we? We're doing. Yeah, you know what, I think that was. That was good. And that's what I, I like about it because then you can pace it where you want it right. to go. You can say, whoa, okay, let's just step back for, for a while. And that's really important to me because um, as I was sharing with, with um, Mike here, that to me the relationship is important too, mm-hmm. right? So for those that want it, you know, you know, I feel that we're also building something else besides just the coaching. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's been a... That's been a process. That's been from the first time I just listened to you on a podcast, right? Yeah. Where I started like, oh, I, I think I can trust this guy, mm-hmm. right? Trust is a big thing for me, obviously, as a yeah. survivor. And so there was this this healthy, safe place. You know, there was some distance where I could listen to what you were all about mm-hmm. um, to build a little bit of trust and then to have the, the, the conversations, the coaching um, from a distance, you know, mm-hmm. that, that built and then the workshop in Sacramento, obviously that took it to a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, but throughout that, I feel like there has been a real sincere relationship built where we we both know each other, right? Yeah. And, and, and I appreciate that you <laughs> give me the space to kind of have the control over what we're going to do with our time together. Right. Yeah, no, that's right. great. It's not always what you planned. <laughs> right. It's usually right? not what I planned. It's plan. not usually what you planned, but... Um, but it's enough. Yeah. It's enough for whatever that time and that space is. And but at the same time, you bring enough structure where okay, we're gonna we're gonna stay within this, and it's gonna right. point us in a positive direction. Yeah. We might not get through the agenda or whatever it is, but it's what it it's meant to be for that time right. together. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's good. So when you think about um, pain points, what have been some pain points or pain? moments through this process i mean it could be like realizing like oh my goodness it's that or so pain points yeah what have been pain some of your, your pain points right because someone's listening they think oh well mikey sounds great looks like this or whatever but you right. know there have been times when you're like oh, man like this really hurts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um 
yeah and it's hard to even reflect on that right because it, mm-hmm. it brings it brings these little moments um I guess the pain points are always connected to the opposite of gain. It's loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, um, as hard as it's been, um, you know, through the imprint work and working with you, um, you've taken me to places where I've felt the loss, Yeah, you know, maybe I've acknowledged in the past and I've always kind of, held like a false hope that things would change in certain relationships or it, it wasn't the way it was. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I kind of was kind of living in this denial of the loss. Yeah. Um, but to be given the opportunity to, to move into that space and actually experience, you know, like what the child felt like yeah. when that loss took place Yeah. or, um, even as a young adult to move into these places, go back and and feel really feel the emotions that i was probably not allowing myself to feel in the moment yeah um and have that connect to the loss right yeah it's really it brought the heart and the mind together and so it's it's um there's a an emotional connection with with the knowledge that there is a loss there and it does bring pain yeah. But even as I speak, I recognize in my voice, there's clarity. There's, mm-hmm. n- there's not a shakiness to it. Like I'm not like my voice used to be very shaky. Right. Yeah. Um, as I was speaking about these things. And so I can look back and be like, Oh, that was really painful. And there was tears involved. There, there was moments of real mourning. Yeah. But the other, the same time I can feel that the healing through going through that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So this is, you can, and be honest, yeah. <laughs> I know you will, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, expectations. Do you feel that kind of met your expectations or when you're like, I have no idea what this is going to be, but I have right. a kind of idea what I want it to look like on the other end. Um, Or you got more to bargain for? Yeah. <laughs> well, here that's a tricky question because I, um, I don't think I came in with an expectation like I need to be this person mm-hmm. or I need to get here. I was in a space where I knew I had to heal for the benefit of myself and for my family. Mm. And I didn't know, even really know what that looked like. Right. I just knew it, it was it was a step, it was a journey and it was just a relationship that I felt like I needed in my life at that point. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I'm, ex- I'm experiencing things that I didn't expect. Right. Yeah. Because I'm experiencing things I've never experienced before. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, the expectations would just be kind of a, a part of my imagination. Like, yeah. Um, um yeah. Well, so the reason I asked that, because even for me in our in our time of working together, there were things like, you know, so you decided to go to the Courage Conference, right? Right. And the Courage Conference last year, it was intense. I mean, even yeah. I was like, OK, well, yeah. <laughs> whatever level we were all at, I'm like, OK, this is super intense. Right. Right. And so I'm thinking for Mike, oh, my goodness, I'm like, this is his first introduction. How is he going to come out, you know, with right. this, right. this experience? So even that, like. 
I think there was so like what a powerful space, yeah. right? And to come together with, um, you know, it's still recognizing reality. It was mostly female body, mm-hmm. right? But right. I encourage that there were some males there too and stepping out and into a community. Um, but even you prepared me a lot for that through the work we did, talking mm-hmm. about the different energy levels and stuff and seeing that, um, you know, I, I, I think there was, there was still a lot of anger in that space, right? Yeah. There's still a lot of anger. And that it, for me, I was fine with that because of the work we had done. Right. I was like, okay, this is where we're at as a body. Right. You know, and, and we're, we're, we're letting things out a little bit here. Yeah. You know, and we're moving through this, this energy level of anger mm-hmm. and hopefully that's going to move to forgiveness right. and to some collaboration and we're going to create something beautiful out of that. Right. But let's just work through the anger. Right. <laughs> you know, let's just let it out. Be in that space. Right. And so that was fine for me. Like, and I think you really prepared me. Yeah. for that right I didn't you didn't cut I, I don't know if we both knew what was going to be happening during that curse congress but that's what I experienced you know it, it wasn't just all anger you know yeah, but there wasn't. was a lot of that energy yeah, yeah. You know? there was a lot yeah because I hadn't spoken it had been like four years so I didn't even know what to expect I'm like okay wow this is yeah. from when I first started doing the conferences like that I'm like okay this is a little bit different the energy level is totally different yeah 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 but good yeah, and, and encouraging, right? To know that, that it's actually moving in a healthy direction. Yeah. And there's space that's being created for it. Yeah. yeah. And then even put stuff in the back of our, our minds. So like there, in a couple months, we'll receive kind of a letter that we wrote to ourselves, right? Yeah. And and so I'm keeping that in the back of my mind because I'm trying to work on so that when I open up that, that envelope and I look at it, I'm like, yes, I'm on the path that I had kind of said that's where I wanted to, to be. And I mean, I'll be honest, mine was for this year, I just wanted to create more connections, right? Right. That's important, um, you know, to me. Um, so doing this work and just trying to connect more with people who are either doing the same thing or working with the same type of people and just see, is there ways that we can collaborate and, you know, expand this? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it'll be interesting to see those letters. And, <laughs> and that's maybe, what, looking back, maybe the, one of the things I wish I'd done more through this process is journaled. Mm-hmm. And just to see like the, the progress of my own um, language, my own tone and voice, and mm-hmm. um, I think I would I would read and I would see that over the last, especially over the last ten months, like um, like my healing process and like the journey has been expedited through our time together. Yeah. If I if I look back and I've because it's been a long journey for me, right? We're yeah. Like ten years since like the memories came back to the right. surface, right? Yeah. More than that now, but um, it was so hindered, right? So if I if I had a journal the whole time, like like my language, and my tone, and my energy through that writing would be very similar. Yes. For a lot of the time. Yeah. And then I think over this next last ten months, I would really see the difference. Yeah. If I had written a lot, you know. And yeah. Maybe, well, I'll, maybe I'll start doing that. Yes. <laughs> it's not no, too late. It's, it's, no, it's not too late, and yeah. it's the same. I find myself doing that too. It's like. I feel when I get to almost like these crisis modes then I start writing, right? And right. then as it resolves, then I kind of, it's like, ah, oh, I just got to, you know, get to the point where I just write. Yeah. Because when I did that before, it was nice because I could look here and then, oh, wow, and just see the transition, right? you know, all the way through. Yeah. 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 But we have some of your stuff recorded, some of our web conversations. So right. you can always listen to listen to those if you want to. Yeah, I forget you record all the conversations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For the ones that when we didn't have, you know, connection issues that right. 
that we're recording. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you feel is next for you? Um, well, we talk about this a lot. As much as I feel like our time's been very, very healthy and healing, mm-hmm. that, um, and as much as I think the, the term sur- sur- thriver <laughs> yes. is a little tough, and uh, I don't, I'm not totally sold out, but I do like the concept of it because. I think it speaks to like the reality of there's been some work done and there's some been some healing, but yeah. we, you know, we're still survivors. Yeah. But also I feel like I'm in a position, this is the first time, you know, I feel like, Oh, I'm using my voice here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's happened within group sessions and stuff like that. But now, I'm, you know, on a podcast and I'm actually at a place where I feel like I can share and be open right. to experiences like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really open to seeing, you know, where our relationship goes and how, uh, I can get connected to more of the community. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, obviously here and then, you know, and then there's, there's my home obviously that I've got yeah. a huge focus on. Yeah. So we're sitting in, in a very empty house right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that I'm moving into with my, my family. It's, you know, it's, and it's, this is a, a step for me saying I'm, I'm trying to create the life for my family that I desire and that, right. and that I want, what I would like for my family. And I think it was always in the past, there was always outside pressure mm-hmm. or expectation or the rules or the, the need to conform to something. Right. Right. And, and the work that we've done is really created those, those boundaries where I can say, okay, this is, this is what's best for me and my family, right. for my kids. Um, so the next season is going to be, um, I'd like to think that this house is going to be like a, a retreat of sorts for us. Yeah. Right. And where my kids can grow up in safety and my, my wife can receive some healing herself and some, yeah some more support from me yeah. because of the work we've done. Yeah. Right. And the healing that has been received that I can pass it along now to my family. Yeah. So that's obviously the main focus. Yeah. Other than being connected to you and well, I'm on. smiling because I'm thinking about our first conversations. Right. And I can even remember those cause I have the notes and stuff from that, but right. asking you in picture, I say, okay, so where do you see yourself 10 months from now? Right. Yeah. And so you were in that place and then we were, I'm talking like, okay, so are you going to be there? Are you, and I would push sometimes because I say, okay, where are we on, right? Do you have to be out of the place by whatever, right? right? And so um, it's neat for me because I had in my mind, I didn't know what the next picture was going to look like, but I knew you were going to be somewhere different because yeah. that's what you had said. You wanted to be somewhere different. Like how can we create that, right? right. And then during the process, right, you're continually creating, right? whether you realize it or not, the stuff that we, we work on and the way that we work on are opening up pathways and stuff where you're creating. And that's important to me, you know, when, when we're talking about, so Thriver, you guys, is a new term for us. We picked it up at the, con- at the conference from Lene, our, uh, I can't remember, she was, she was awesome. Um, but um, so she kind of threw that term out for us to, to just kind of try and start thinking about ourselves more of 
you know, we're in ebbs and flow. There'll be times when stuff comes up for us and we feel like we're in survivor mode. But then there'll be times when we're working on stuff like now, creating this, and we're thriving. So, you know, I always say it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both, right? So that's, that's, that's key and important. But even just being here in this space with you, I'm happy and I'm smiling because to me this is part of what you're creating and decided to create and I get to experience that. Yeah. 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 And to add to that, we can be both in the same day. <laughs> we can be surviving and thriving the same day. Yes. Um, but there's those, you use the word pain points, there's those gain points. Yeah. Right. That I can point to in reference now that when I'm surviving, I can go back, oh, there's that thriving point yeah. that I've been there and I've experienced that. And that's possible, right? you know, and um, it's not going to be survival mode forever. Right? right. And so it may be a little quicker to get out of survival mode, but I know daily I go there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe not daily, but there's, there's definitely back and forth. Right. right. And it's, yeah. But see, it's even easier. I mean, for us having talked about a little of the biology and physiology to understand, well, why does that, right? Yeah. So the loops and the trauma and like, and so instead of just being, oh, you know, weak and moral character, no, there's been some alteration that takes place. So it's easier for my brain to go over there and start looping. Right. Right. But there is a way because I've seen it. I've experienced to not be in that loop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And just to give a visual, Thomas is kind of putting his hands over his <laughs> eyes. So in survival mode, it kind of feels like we've been blinded and there's like our hands are over our eyes. And then when we're in the threatening mode, our hands are kind of removed and we're actually seeing a healthier reality yeah. i guess right yeah um yeah so that's that reference points there now for yeah. sure yeah yeah cool well guys you know i like to keep it under 30 we're a little bit over 30 but that's always the case because i love to, to share these stories um so i want you guys to, to think about that if you're listening to this podcast the first thing i want you to realize one that you're not alone but here's the second thing it is possible it truly is possible, right? But it does mean that sometimes you've got to step out of your comfort zone. You've got to start taking those steps, whatever those steps look like, right? So I'm not saying, well, you have to, you know, coach with me, whatever. I offer what I offer, right? And if you sound like that, something that's gravitating to you, that's that's great, right? If not, then find whatever it is. But my plea is this, do something, mm. start moving, you know, whatever it is, yeah. start, start moving. Um, you know, Mike is looking into something that I'm really, um, I'm going to be a little bit selfish here though, because, you know, I have my ideas too of my five, 10 acre retreat and stuff, but you know, Mike is talking about peace circles, right? And I really would love to have him to bring that into the space, right? Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit today about, you know, healing for, significant others and spouses and stuff right and that's something that I've been on the bandwagon too and that's why I said this is my year of collaboration of trying to find people that are on the same space right so when we do the workshops and stuff we can have spouses there significant others and so we're both helping to come to the understanding of how I'm going to say the ripple effect of the abuse but how we can all heal together right mm -hmm. from that from those different sides so yeah yeah. Yeah. 
So can I add one thing? Well, you do, Dan. Whatever you do, whatever you, whatever you want to. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. Um, I'm just starting to think about who might be listening to this right now, and I was actually picturing myself, mm. um, maybe years ago, um, and I'm alone in my journey. Mm. Yeah, excuse me. It's like uh, I can feel This is great, dude. It's so, Your feelings. The weight. Yeah. The weight is so heavy when you're alone. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess what I would say to myself back there is kind of look at your two hands and see in one hand there is a burden there's a very heavy burden that um that as survivors we all experience that was placed there um that we had nothing to do with um that was not our fault but we've we've carried that burden um in the other hand there there's a load that's kind of connected to unfortunately the work and the journey and, and, and everything that has to take place for there to be healing. And um, like, I can't, we, we can't take away that load, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> like that's real, that there has to be that work done on, on top of just trying to pay the bills and put food on the table. And mm. um, that's just a work that is added to our lives but we can't have it removed but that burden that 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 load that's put in in that hand um that's very heavy um can be can be lightened and it can be shared um and that um going from that place of being alone to a place of community to reaching out to a coach like thomas or a support network uh that burden um doesn't have to be so heavy that it can become lighter and and you can have it removed from your life <clears throat> yeah and i think that's the biggest gain for me is having that burden taken away you know and having a, a support network and a, a coach that can actually relate with it and uh, say you don't have to carry that alone anymore so thank you, Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for allowing me to share it with you. Um, that's key. And um, like when you started out, you said we've been walking uh, alongside together. Yeah. And we have. Hmm. And I hope we continue to get to walk yeah. alongside. Okay, guys, I think uh, that's going to be it for <laughs> for us today that's great hey but thanks a lot these are these are the moments um that i cherish these are the moments like i said that shows that healing is possible 
And so just think, like I, like I said last time, what if we had 19 million mm. men on mm. this path? What would this world look like, right? But it is possible by just starting out with those first steps. Yeah. All right, guys, and until then, we'll talk to you later.